0: On this episode of Hit the Deck! Just because you can't see doesn't mean you can't play. The range is from low vision to completely
1: blind. Hockey has done great things to make all of these people feel included and feel quote unquote normal. And there are many more people in this situation that are able to play and, and learn the sport and excel.
0: And thinking of juicing up your game with a little extra kick? I wouldn't. The USADA warns cheaters, you're going to get
1: caught and exposed and be held accountable if you are using steroids in one way or the other.
0: Yes, I love that. I picture Liam Neeson saying it. I will find you and I will end you. Plus, Christmas may be over, but we're still talking about that guy with the beard and the big belly. What else would you expect from Gritty than to ruin Christmas? He is the modern day Grinch. Oh, but we're not done, James. We're not done. There's more? Oh, there's always more with Gritty. You know that. All this and more coming up on this episode of Hit the Deck. Game on! Welcome to episode one fifty-seven of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey. It's hockey in sneakers. I know, I know, you may have forgotten that it is hockey in sneakers. You have, may have forgotten what Hit the Deck is all about. You may have forgotten what brought us to the dance because it has been a little while. We took a bit of a holiday hiatus, but we are merrily back here to deliver to you a podcast of the hockey variety and uh, who is we as it has been so long you may have forgotten that as well but i am here with the hookup to tell you that we have right here right here for your listening amusement the starting lineup tonight's starting lineup and For tonight's starting lineup in goal, as ever, I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey, and of course, my resurgent co-host. On defense, number four, I'm James Sejazy.
1: Hey, buddy. Happy New Year to you and to the
0: listener out there. (gasps) Happy New Year. How are you? How are you in this 2020? it's getting off to a rough
1: start (laughs) i have a cold that just won't leave me alone i've had it uh some version of being very ill for the last two months or so so it's kind of really wearing
0: me down but other than that uh how you doing oh that's 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 gotta be a penalty sorry sorry not you i have the the rangers devils game on in the background as we record and just out of the corner of my eye there was a replay where i guess i assume one of the devils players although i shouldn't assume somebody somebody lost their stick behind the net and the devils goalie skated around behind the goal and grabbed the stick so now picture this he has two sticks Mm -hmm. one in each hand And he uh, he skates back into his crease and drops the player stick and like kicks it. He drop kicks the not drop kick like wrestling where Mm. you, you know, jump and kick with both feet. But like he he uh, uh, like a punt, like a football punt. He punts the the stick away from him. But I'm contending my contention, given my understanding of the rules of hockey, is that, you know, that. Probably should have been a penalty for him to have had two sticks simultaneously.
1: Yes, I think there were multiple infractions. As a matter of fact,
0: I mean, maybe there was a stoppage, and he was just—I don't know. I, oh. like I said, I wasn't paying attention. I only saw it out of the corner of my eye, but that's my that that that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> New rule
1: change in the the 2021 NHL season where the goalie gets two sticks. Yeah, <laughs> that, that'll increase
0: he, scoring. Yeah, the, yeah, that would increase scoring. I was going to say, I don't think that would be quite as effective as you might think. But yeah, it would have the opposite effect. If you take away the goalie's catching glove, then you are going to have much more scoring. I, I agree. Well, at least the poke checks will be up, I'd imagine. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, though, <laughs> might get a couple of tripping penalties uh, assessed here and there, too. Anyway, I'm sorry you were asking me how I was. Yes. Uh, it's been so long since we did this that I've forgotten how this whole thing works. Um, I'm okay. It has been it has been a holiday season, a full holiday season since. Well, not full because we we, you know, it was already into the Christmas season when when we uh, last spoke with you, dear listener. But you know, um. I'm okay. I guess that's a really, really long walk to get to. I'm okay. So I apologize for that, but that's, that's pretty much how I am. Okay. How was your Christmas, James? How was your Christmas and new year and whatever else you may have chosen to celebrate in the interim?
1: Yeah. uh, Christmas was very good. Thank you. Of course it went way too quickly and um, I would have liked to, to have lingered a little bit, had to work on Christmas Eve, which is just breaks my heart, especially being an Mm. Italian. Christmas Eve is the most important and fun night of the entire or day and night of the whole year so uh, having that shortened really hurt
0: but made the most of it and uh at least i wasn't did sick on the way home did you stop by a long john silvers and pick up like a seven piece or something no 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 no. i uh, <laughs>
1: okay made, made right. it to my mom's house and uh, mom and dad's house where uh we had the seven fish and all that great stuff uh-huh. um, but again it just it goes by so fast but at least uh, for Christmas. Amen. Uh, yeah. Amen I, to I, that I, fair prayer, say I. I wasn't sick, but uh, for Thanksgiving and through New Year's, I was. So New Year's Eve, again, I had to work on New Year's Eve, which I didn't really care, but uh, did not feel well at all. So I just barely made it to midnight and went right to sleep because I felt terrible. How about yours? I hope you had a better Christmas and New Year's than I had.
0: Oh, yes. The annual dropping of the James. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, I look forward to that every year. Three... <laughs> Two, one. <laughs> you, you okay, buddy? Well, that's how I play defense. So you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, yeah, I man, I've had those years. I apologize. I feel very badly for you Don't for having about. had to, uh, you know, soldier through that. And I appreciate your your hockeying up tonight to record the podcast. But yeah, I mean, I last year I was sick and I missed Christmas Eve. I had to stay home just because I wasn't up to it. There were years back when I was uh, when I started working where I'm working now, when I was still a temp, and I had to work Christmas Eve. Those were unpleasant. Mm. And uh, you know, you would think I would learn, but um, I always had. Well, not always. It was only a couple of years. But I had this ritual that I would reward myself upon leaving work on Christmas Eve and going to the family party or whatever. Leaving, I would I would reward myself with a bag of of like honey roasted nuts from the the vendor in the cart outside and a hot chocolate from the nearby Starbucks. And then I would like by the time I got to or my destination, I would feel somewhat nauseous. You would think I would learn to stop doing that, but it was a Christmas tradition at that point. A Christmas tradition I just arbitrarily started but nevertheless. I'm rambling I apologize. I guess the point here I'm trying to make, as difficult as it might be to believe that I have a point, the point that I am trying to make is that I've been there I know, I know it, it's, uh, it's not cool and I'm sorry again that you had to have experienced it. And dear listener, I hope that you, whatever you celebrated for the holidays over this this past holiday season, I hope that you did not uh, fall prey to a similar fate.
1: The HDD Christmas special made me feel a lot better, though. I have to admit that. So
0: thank you. American. (laughs) Oh, oh, the HDD, the, the I can't even say our own initials, James. That's oh, my goodness. What are we even doing here? the htd hit i'm just gonna say hit the deck because it's easier it's actually easier to say hit the deck than it is to say htd ah yes the hit the deck christmas special the or to give it its proper name the 2019 hit the deck christmas special was a labor of love by you and i and people that are close to us and uh it is it is something that i am quite proud of dear listener if you saw it I hope you enjoyed it. It was more than a little offbeat, but I think you will agree it is very much on brand for us. And if you haven't seen it, Christmas season is over, but you can still keep hockey in your heart by watching the 2019 Christmas special. You know, it's, it's, it's 22 minutes. You give us 22 minutes. We'll give you something ridiculous. And, uh, I, I'm proud of it. I'm, I, as, eclectic as the whole thing was and you know as much as i put my poor family through in helping me produce this thing and putting up with my production of this thing i have to say it is not perfect but it it came out pretty well so you know if you haven't seen it please check it out and again sincere thanks and and of course
1: the american rhino uh, thanked thank these great people on the uh, the special itself but again sincere thanks to jackie and Wayne and Glenn for participating. Of course, super fan Sue cheers and, uh, and your lovely family and excellent job, American Rhino. I know you always yell at me for, for giving you too much credit because you deserve the credit, but you don't take it. But anyway, uh, it was a lot of fun. I hope you all enjoyed it too. And again, thanks to everybody who participated to make it so much fun and enjoyable and for me, it, it's amazing to see the final product because the American Rhino is a genius when it comes to all this stuff of writing lyrics and coming up with the music and the ideas and the props, uh, recording YouTube, it and directing. YouTube it. provided the music. Let me, well, let me you've, be very clear about that. You found it, and yes, it's all legal and uh, and, and all and great above and board, absolutely. But um, very, very thrilled to have met and interviewed rod hockey which was years in the making that was a thrill and a half i was
0: i was pleased with uh with all of our special guest stars that we uh we you know some of which we haven't mentioned here and and i think i will uh keep as a surprise for for our our viewing public definitely worth worth
1: watching and, and being surprised by um but uh the american rhino lemmy is one of my all-time favorite things, so that's something, if if anything, if you can't devote the whole 22 minutes, then just watch the American Rhino Lemmy, and that'll definitely bring a big smile to your face.
0: Uh-huh. If you get it. My family doesn't get it. My wife thinks I ruined the song that we did, but, you know, to each their own. Okay, well, here's fair warning. If you're a Motorhead
1: fan, the heavy metal band, Motorhead, and or Triple H WWE fan, you'll definitely get it and you will enjoy it.
0: Or if you've just listened to the podcast (laughs) uh, for any length of time. It comes up periodically. (laughs) But enough tooting our own horn, James. What else happened during the break? We were off for quite a while.
1: That's about it.
0: Just uh, remembering to prepare for this wonderful podcast.
1: And we do have a guest lined up for the next episode too, which will be our first guest of two thousand twenty. Mm. and um very excited about that Mr. Lou will be back and ah. uh, filling us in on what's going on in his world so Splendid.
0: forward to that yeah always a pleasure to talk to Lou absolutely okay we were mentioning we we were mentioning you were mentioning off air that they released the new all-star jerseys for the NHL yes that's right the teams have been
1: announced the uh, we 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 warned you to have the vote for the team captains of course Uh, No big surprise there for the four captains. And um, now you can, at the recording of this podcast, and I I think um, if you're listening to it today, I believe today is the last day, January 10th, when you can vote in the extra player for each division. So
0: uh,
1: if you haven't done that.
0: Four captains. Um, America, Uh, Planet, uh, Kirk, (laughs) and Lou Albano. Those were great. Am I in the ballpark? <laughs> oh, boy, would I love to see an all-star game with those captains.
1: <laughs> now the, the NHL all-star game is not going to be as, nearly as much fun now. Thanks.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I can't, I can't throw Kirk in there. I can't I can't single out Kirk from Star Trek when there's Picard and Cisco and others who aren't them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, no no i'm gonna i'm gonna take kirk out of there that wouldn't be fair obvious i'm gonna go with obvious captain okay
1: that's a good one that's mm-hmm. you. but anyway yeah the uh the other captains or nhlers was was a uh, pasternak for the atlantic the metropolitan i was just looking at the roster that was posted on nhl.com and they don't have the captain listed there of course that's Alex ovechkin The Central Division is McKinnon of Colorado. I was surprised by that because I figured it would be one of the defending Stanley Cup champions. Three St. Louis Blues are on the Central team, as well they should, because they are the host team as well. And then in the Pacific, big surprise, Connor McDavid, one of the all-time best players ever, not just one of the young players. So those are the four captains. But anyway, yes, we were talking about the jerseys this year, because last year we talked about them as well with the technology and adidas and the recycled bottles or whatever the heck they used to make yeah it was jer- the plastic they harvested from the ocean yeah it was really amazing and, and very impressive and of course the american rhino's favorite hockey player of all time mr mike richter is very heavily involved in uh, taking care of the environment so i'm sure he was behind that as well but this year i think they did the similar thing with the recycled products and making tangible mm-hmm. jerseys and and i don't know how they do that that that's just fascinating to me but the designs I'm not too thrilled with. So I saw that uh, Matthew Barzell of the Islanders posted it first. And then um, here and there you could find it, I guess, before the real official launch. I don't know. I mean, uh, at the recording of this podcast on January 8th there. Here and there you saw some uh, hints of what the jerseys look like. But um, if you could see all the jerseys, maybe you could find that online. But as of right now, I've only seen a handful, including the Islanders and the Blues, of course, um, Blackhawks. And they're really, they they said that they were supposed to be designed based on the original St. Louis Blues jerseys. Mm. I, they have about five vertical lines on them. And there's a gray jersey and a white jersey, obviously a home and away. And for example, for the Blues jersey, it's just the blue, blue note with no other colors on it. It's it's just the blue logo with, with little white border, not the, the gold and white and black as mm-hmm. they're used to, on top of that gray jersey with the five vertical lines on it, on the chest and on the arms. And then they have the All-Star logo on the uh, the right arm as well. And then it's just a white jersey with that same blue and uh, white logo on it.
0: Well, minimalism is very big right now, James. I guess so. I'm totally fine with
1: admitting I'm old and out of touch, so I won't be buying any of these jerseys are so. out
0: of touch. <laughs> We're out of time. So I will not sing hall and notes no more, no, no. So, listener, if you have any opinion on the
1: twenty twenty NHL All Star jersey, please let us know. But thank you, American Rhino, for letting me
0: get that off my chest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. If there are any other jersey-related matters that you need to get off your chest, or jerseys that you need to get off your chest, I mean, I don't. I see you're wearing a sweatshirt right now, but I don't know what you got on under there, man. I mean, hey, you could you could have you could have anything on under there or nothing. Oh behave. But I, I guess my point is I have no point. And I'm glad this is a podcast and that people can't see me. Okay, John Cena. Da 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 Za da 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 I just saw him on Kimmel the other night. I think actually today I watched the clip. He was um, he was on Jimmy Kimmel promoting his role in the new Doolittle movie. And he also took a giant mallet and smashed unwanted Christmas presents.
1: <laughs> Worth checking out.
0: I guess he, if you're, he, you know, if you like such things. He's so strong,
1: though. He doesn't need a mallet to destroy stuff. Yeah, well, you know, I guess it doesn't hurt it. You know, it makes for extra oomph. I'm just curious. I know that Kimmel, he's from Brooklyn and sometimes he does he does his show in New York and in Brooklyn mm-hmm. in particular, but other than that he's in LA. Uh, did he happen to be in Philadelphia recording this in, in homage of a certain orange mental case that breaks things? Not
0: too? to no. my knowledge, oh, okay. no. I will say before we hop into the podcast proper, just one more thing. This is a complete non sequitur, but I was I, for reasons which may become apparent in the next few months but for now i will keep under my well i don't currently wear a hat or at least i'm not at the moment i've got headphones on uh they're a little narrow but i can keep them under my headphones i guess or or under my hair it's not like i wear a toupee well, not the point i'm 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 going way far afield anyway Today, I was uh, I was listening to some of the scrimmages that we posted way, 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 almost four years ago, way back at the beginning of the podcast, before we even posted the first episode. It was, we've posted five scrimmages, one a day, to kind of lead up to the first episode of the podcast. It was a, a countdown of sorts. And you know what? I would say even though we are much more polished now that we have the experience of having done this for almost four years, even from the beginning, I think we had a lot of fun and uh, you know, our, our, our rapport not to pat ourselves on the back too much, but I, I think, you know, I think those, those little bits were, were a lot of fun. I think it sounds like we were having a lot of fun. And if you haven't heard those early scrimmages, one through five, I encourage you to go way back to, you know, February or March, March, February. No, it was February. It was early February, Mm -hmm. February of 2016. And have a listen and just, you know, see what all the fuss was about as if there was fuss, like there was a huge (laughs) whatever, not the point. But uh, yeah, if you haven't checked those out or haven't checked those out in a while, just go back and check them out. It's it's a few minutes of your time. It's a good time. It's enjoyable.
1: I'm just curious, is there a new app that will have these, uh, besides the Hit the Deck uh, podcast website and and so on and so forth, and Stitcher and Apple iTunes or whatever, is there another sports app that maybe we can hear these things too coming up soon?
0: There might be. I don't know what we're legally allowed to say at this point. So let's just say that we live in a universe in which all things are possible. Thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah, you bet. So... um, (laughs) That being that being the case, we're just going to plow right on through. It is winter and many areas of the country are being affected currently by, uh, you know, low temperatures and heavy snowfall. So it is appropriate. Tis the season. We're going to plow right through the nonsense. And uh, if if you will indulge me, James, if you will indulge the listener, I am going to put this on you. Will you please tell us what is on deck for this podcast? I will give it my best shot. Thank you so very much. New
1: York Metro Blind Hockey. The American Rhino and I are all about promoting the great sport of hockey, even when it's in skates. Something as amazing as visually impaired people thriving playing the game needs to be commended. And don't be that guy, you dope. Apparently steroids don't stop with cheating professional or Olympic competitors. Parents, don't let your babies grow up to
0: be roid ragers. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. All right. So, uh, yeah, blind hockey. Wow. Usually the only blind person on the rink is the referee. Yeah, well, there are leagues devoted
1: to making those referees feel mighty comfortable.
0: Yeah. All kidding aside, this is something really cool. And uh, as, as James alluded to in the on deck, it is, well, I would say... I dare say inspiring if I'm allowed to say such things. It's actually a really cool story. And, you know, it's it's just one more it's as as you said, James, it's it's not hockey and sneakers in this particular case, but it's one more example of hockey being something universal and something that can be played and enjoyed by People, no matter what their limitations or or struggles or uh, challenges.
1: Yes, it's very humbling to uh, somebody. myself. I'm speaking for myself here. That uh, is not very athletic and has always struggled in one way or another, trying to play a sport or whatever the case is. You take all the excuses out of it because these, these people are legally blind and. One of the things I've learned, too, over the years is that when you take your eyesight away, it's very hard to keep your balance, believe it or not. Mm. So if you don't believe me, I invite you to close your eyes and try and stand on one foot. And um, unless you're used to it, it's not going to go well. And I've learned that myself through experience.
0: Or if you're Daredevil. Right. He would probably excel at this. Yes, he would.
1: Absolutely. So that's just something else on top of everything that... uh, Okay, so if you have, if you're blind or if you're you're paralyzed, whatever the case is, hockey has done great things to make all of these people feel included and feel quote unquote normal. Because it must be incredibly frustrating if you had sight and it was taken away, or if you were born blind. You know, God bless you, because it's hard enough to get through life as it is. But when you're trying to overcome something like that. I have nothing but total admiration for these great people and they're not looking for any attention and they're not looking to be treated special at all. It's just, that's the the hand that they're dealt and and they deal with it in in great ways and don't let that hold them back. But for hockey to do this, it's really extraordinary. And and again, it takes all the excuses out of it. So for people who can see and and are, are able to walk and run and do whatever, but you're just lazy, just Watch these people. Go to nymbh.org. They have their own website. You can check out these, these wonderful people. And hopefully that can inspire you in the new year to be more active or uh, at least appreciate other people in their lives or whatever the case is. But hockey is such a great sport in that. And uh, it's always surrounded by good people. And the story behind the uh, New York Metro Blind Hockey League is pretty extraordinary. So it started all the way back in the 70s up in Canada, of all places. A man by the name of Mark DeMontis dreamed to be an NHL player. Uh, Unfortunately, he lost his eyesight and caused him to be blind. So instead of just giving up and saying, oh well, and feeling sorry for himself, he uh, fast forwarded to 2008, created the Courage Canada, which has now become the Canadian Blind Hockey Association. And there are many more people in the situation that are able to play and and learn the sport and excel. It's really they they've done speaking of uh, doing research and and making it fun. They figured it all out. So you might be curious. So how can they play ice hockey? Well, for example, the puck. It's uh, about twice as big as a NHL standard puck, and it's hollow and it's filled with ball bearings. So. Yes, you've heard this about blind people that they have to rely on, obviously, their other senses, including their sense of hearing. And that's how they follow the puck from just hearing it on the ice.
0: Huh. That's um, that's really I mean, I guess. uh, Well, I'm just stammering here. I apologize. I guess, you know, it it, it, there could be a puck with like um, a chip program to emit sounds in it that's probably how i would have assumed such a thing would have been implemented were i just to, you know asked how do you think they do this the ball bearings are a pretty low-tech solution but you know given given uh, the challenges of sliding around on the ice and the temperatures of the freezing puck and all, all that that's actually uh, really smart. I, I would not have thought of that. But yeah, I guess that would make a sufficient clatter to allow them to track the puck and, and good on them. Yes, and another thing too is that it makes sure that the puck
1: stays on the ice or at least tries to, It there, there's no wicked wristers or top shelf stuff, you know, for the player's safety and for the ability to, to follow the puck too. So I think they thought of that as well. But exactly, sometimes the best ideas are the simplest And there's a great example of that. Just, I would never thought of that myself either. Ball bearings inside of a puck that uh, would rattle so you can hear it and, and follow it that way. There are certain rule changes too that they needed to do, which is when the offensive team has the puck, you have to pass the puck at least once. And then the referee will blow a whistle to let the defense know that a shot may be coming. And I'm assuming that the goalies are also blind too. I haven't seen enough footage on the website to uh, see if if they actually have goalies with vision. But if they are blind as well, uh, the net is a foot lower than Mm -hmm. a standard net is. So it's still six feet wide, but instead of four feet high, it's three feet high. Again, that's to encourage keeping the puck as low as possible and uh, on the ice as, as much as possible too.
0: One thing I'm actually curious about how do the players orient themselves on the ice? Like, obviously, if you're going slowly and you have a, a a sense of where the rink is, you can sort of track where your progress is, I would imagine. But in terms of where the goal is versus, you know, where the bench is mm-hmm. and and how far the like hockey is a fast game. I would imagine even if you're blind, you're still moving around quite a bit even if you're playing at a slower speed so do, do you have any idea how they keep track of where they are on the ice at any given time
1: that's an excellent question and something that that because yeah i have sight and and i've um lost my way around on a on a deck rink a couple of times as well i from what i see on the website again uh, nymbh.org is there's at least one referee or a, or a coach with sight that helps along and uh, maybe even guides a player or two. but uh, I, I, that's another great point as well, is that there's a lot of echoes in in ice hockey rinks, too. So it's not yeah. like you can know that you're going north south. What do you do when you're going east west? I think what they do is they just play on on uh, one side of the ice to uh-huh. uh, at least keep it you're not going two hundred feet as opposed to just staying in the zone and uh, they have like a little barrier, too, by the blue line to make sure that the puck doesn't go behind that. But I do think that they have uh, players with sight or coaches that may, uh, when they're blowing the whistle and stuff, let them know which direction they're going in and so on and so forth. So that, that's an excellent question, but the fact that they're on ice skates and they're playing ice hockey, yes, of course, that that's much faster. I was kind of surprised to see, and maybe there are, and, and listener, if you know, please let us know, if there are uh, deck leagues out there for for blind people, because I thought that would make a little bit more sense. But, hey, man, if if they want to do it, they want to do it right, and they go right for the uh, highest level of competition in hockey, and that's the ice version. But they've done such a really great job to make sure that it's safe and it's fun. And the interviews that you've seen posted on their website too, of players that were able to see and then lost their sight and can still play hockey the confidence that it builds and uh, the fact that they can still have fun and enjoy their lives. Such a gift, such a wonderful gift. So, um, you know, kudos to, uh, everybody involved in the uh, blind hockey league.
0: I think if it was me and obviously I have nothing to do with this and as evidenced by the, the whole puck situation that I, I was talking about a few minutes ago, obviously they've put more thought into this and, and are more clever, about this than i am but nevertheless i think if it was me i would put a speaker in the net Mm. that would emit a steady tone or a, a steady sound of some sort that way the players can use that to orient themselves so you know oh i my net is the one that makes that sound so it's that way and that you know if you're if you're on either side of it you can you can say oh okay it's to the right of me or it's to the left of me or i'm behind the net you know you can mm. that's how i would do it if it was me that's a brilliant idea so
1: maybe if we can give an assist to the uh nymbh possibly I, well, I, I i'm sure they yeah. know what they're doing oh absolutely but to give because again they said that the range is from low vision to completely blind right but that that's a great idea I mean that's the whole point of of the puck being the way it is, is that you, they have to rely on their, their sense of, of sound and, and hearing. That's a great idea.
0: Wow. Uh, for all I know, they do that already. So I'm yeah. not, I'm not taking credit for anything.
1: Well, y- your heart's in the right place. And if that's an idea that they can borrow, then, um,
0: that's, yeah. that, that's wonderful. <laughs> your, so there's that's a yours free of charge. <laughs> if you don't have it already, feel free. And the other
1: great thing too, about it, and this is just in the New York area, obviously, There's the whole Canadian Blind Hockey League out there throughout the country of Canada. But here in the States, in the United States, they have not only a New York team known as the Nightshades, but it has spread to Connecticut, to Pittsburgh, to D.C., St. Louis, Colorado, and Chicago that they all have their own blind hockey teams. And uh, they compete with one another, and they have competitions and events throughout the year. Last year in 2019... The Islanders even got involved as well. So uh, they they had something called the Minnesota Summit in 2019, the Islanders Iceworks, City Ice Pavilion, and the 2019 Disabled Festival in Tampa. So those are just a few examples of, of what goes on there too, besides playing in their regular games. I'm not sure if they have full schedules and things like another league would have. I'm assuming that they would, because again, there are a lot of players in this situation and they... Uh, seems to be a demand for it. And again, uh, what what hockey does for everybody is so beautiful. And one of the reasons why I think that the sport should be a lot more popular because their hearts are always in the right place and they always take care of everybody, not just the elite players, but anybody.
0: I would just like to say, James, that the Minnesota Summit is a good team name. That is a good team name. <laughs> you know, uh, like, uh, I-, I imagine it would be like um, a mountain-themed logo... And, uh, you know, like, uh, climb, climb, climb that, that may be a dumb chance, but you know, I, don't overthink it. I like the idea of the Minnesota summit. That should be the name of some team. Well, I mean, I hope- it doesn't have to be Minnesota, I guess. I don't know how many mountains they have in Minnesota. I've never been. My grandfather was from Minnesota. I've never been, but not the point. The point is, you know, if Colorado can have the avalanche, then someone else can have the summit. Great. Ooh, That'd be a great rivalry.
1: Yeah. Well, there you go. I'll try and pass this along to the uh, blind hockey leagues and, and the uh, particular the NYMBH. And hopefully they'll appreciate some of your grand ideas because they are great. And Thanks, buddy. You sure, man? That, that's really cool. <laughs> All right.
0: What else are we talking about tonight?
1: Well, another thing for you parents out there. And you youngsters, if you're listening, this is very important. So the American Rhino and I, again, one thing that we love about hockey and and promoting the sport is that for the most part, it's fun and safe and people involved are including coaches and GMs and all that. And and other players like to take care of one another and make sure everybody has a good time and, and you're learning life lessons and the list goes on and on and on. One thing that we do not like, and the American Rhino reminds you of this all the time, is the "don't be that guy." And what that means is, don't be a cheater, don't be a whiner, you know, don't bring down. Have fun, and 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 be positive. So, rule number one in not cheating, or among many other rules in not cheating, is do not ever
0: try. come after somebody with a stick. No, don't do that. Okay, but um, um. Um, keep a puck in your back pocket that you can throw into the goal. That's another bad one. Okay. That's, that's bad. Um, 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 I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to cheat, James. I'm too honest. I can't come up with any other
1: ideas for ways to cheat. And that's one of the reasons why we love the American rhino so much. But, uh, besides not doing any of those things, don't is... kneecap the other team. no. <laughs> No I, I'm out no. of ideas. Yeah, I'm,
0: and, I'm tapped.
1: And they're great ideas and they're all great rules to live. They're by not too. great ideas. That's not. Well, don't don't to do avoid, To avoid. Yes. Right. That's that, sorry. But uh, among those big, big no-nos is do not ever attempt to take steroids. Ah, yes. Something that I never thought would even occur To a youngster out there, but in an article that was posted, this was back in October in um, sportstechie.com, and it was released by Tom Taylor, is that the USADA warns cheaters, you're going to get caught and exposed and be held accountable if you are using steroids in one way or the other.
0: Yes, I love that. I picture Liam Neeson saying it. (laughs) He's a big hockey fan. That's true. That would be awesome. You're going to get caught and exposed. And be held accountable. I will find you. And I will end you. It's not a great Liam Neeson, but that's the sentiment. Well,
1: Mr. Taylor sat down and interviewed the CEO of the U.S. anti-doping agency, Mr. Travis Tigert. So maybe Mr. Tigert can use that great example, too, of the American Rhino, and contact Mr. Neeson, who would probably be more than happy to threaten would-be cheaters. Make them think twice about doing steroids.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, any port in a storm, I guess. If you can't, if you can't get Liam Neeson, yeah. <laughs> if he's, you know, if he's busy filming another Taken movie or or um, some other movie where he plays somebody that's going to kill you, um, you know, I guess this guy'll do.
1: And uh, mainly, it's about the Olympics and and the amount of uh, doping that that went down through like the twenty sixteen Olympics. And Russia in particular, that really brought down the whole thing, because there was a whistleblower there that um, brought it to the attention of the Olympics committee. So from that point on, it was a huge scandal, and they've tried to up their game in preventing steroid usage. Now, the thing about it is that, obviously, if you're a baseball fan or an NFL fan and NBA, uh, we've heard, and, and wrestling fans too, is we've heard all the stories about steroids and uh really you could not believe the amount of usage that was uh, going on in those sports because you look at an average guy and you figure oh he's not a big muscle head so how could he be using steroids but that that's the thing that really opened my eyes was you had uh, like nba players and or, or pitchers that were relatively skinny i thought that if you were a steroid user you'd be a big huge muscle-bound
0: animal you know like a mark McGuire tight i mean it depends like I, I maybe you're leading up to this i don't know but it, it depends on how you use it like steroids so steroids don't in and of themselves pump you up to mammoth proportions they help you recover they right. they um you know when you're building muscle uh, what you're doing is you're literally tearing the existing muscle and when it heals it heals stronger so when you lift weights, that's what you're doing. You're tearing up the existing muscles in your arms or legs or whatever. And when the muscles heal up, you know, they they come back bigger and stronger. So what steroids do is they just speed up the healing process. So it lets you work out more. It lets you work out harder and it lets you heal quicker. So if you don't you know, if you go for that like toned and 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 taut muscle look that say long distance runners have, you know, that that kind of thing, it can still be effective. This sounds like I'm I'm making I'm doing a commercial for steroid use. I'm I'm not. I'm not encouraging this, I'm, you know, unless you have a medical reason to do it that's approved by a doctor. But basically, my point is depending on how one would use the theoretical steroids, You wouldn't have to blow yourself up to be Mr. Universe. You just you can use it and still not look like a a huge juice head.
1: That was a big eye opener to me because I didn't know like, you know, the American Rondo just admitted he's not a cheater and, and nor am I. So being an innocent couple of guys, that was something that that really shocked me was what the American rhino just said, because that that's what my impression of it was. I thought that you had a syringe and you put these steroids or whatever chemicals in your body and you became the Incredible Hulk in like a week,
0: you know? Um, are are you accusing Lou Ferrigno of no,
1: juicing? No, 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 Absolutely. As a matter of fact, and, and pardon the tangent here, um, that movie Pumping Iron, I don't know if uh, anybody's familiar with that out there. I am not. Okay, well, Lou Ferrigno, for me personally, he's a Brooklyn guy. And yes, the the real incredible Hulk in my heart always will be, one of my all time favorite people ever. But he was legitimately, as far as I know, you know, clean and, and and worked out the proper way and did things the proper way. But the movie Pumping Iron, Arnold Schwarzenegger was, was the star of that. So he did admit that he had use of steroids and stuff and, and helped him develop. And the whole point of that movie was he psyched out Luferinho because he Lou was much bigger and much more developed and a threat to toppling Schwarzenegger. And again, not taking away from Schwarzenegger earning everything that he did and so on and so forth. But if I had seen that movie before I knew Schwarzenegger, the action star and the guy I love and the guy I'd go see in, in movies like the Terminator and so on, I'd hate his guts, but that's a perfect example right there. Cause you had two guys under the same circumstances competing at the same time, And that's the difference between the steroid guy having the advantage and the honest guy, or at least, again, as far as I know, the majority honest guy being edged out. And that's something else that that really broke my heart when MLB came out with all these things. And and it was people in the minor leagues that, like a pitcher or or a backup catcher or something, these guys that devoted their lives and sacrificed so much to make it to the majors, And none of those guys had a chance because the people that were juicing got those roster spots and prevailed. So you were honest, you did everything the right way, and quote-unquote, you failed. Which is just completely not fair and not true. But the bottom line is that the cheaters got the reward, and the honest people who should have been rewarded were on the outside looking in and had to do something else for, for a living, which is just completely wrong and immoral and not fair. And that's the point of this article, too. And what the American Rhino and I are trying to say is that if you're a parent out there uh, or you're a guardian, whatever you are, if you have youngsters in your life that you love and care about and they're athletes, just please pay special attention to that and be on top of it. Because that's the, the other point about this article, too, is they try so hard to make sure that all of these athletes, if it's an Olympic athlete or a professional athlete, you're all clean. And it's all about... The health too, another thing with with the wrestlers, professional wrestlers, over the years, you know, the American writer and I have, have brought this up many times too, is that they they die at an early age because one of the horrible after effects of using steroids, because it's not natural, is your heart can't take it. Yeah. So it, it really does literally take many years off of your life. And if you don't believe me, just look up a whole list of professional wrestlers that have died in their forties or fifties or something like that, and you think these guys are super athletes. They'd
0: live to be forever, but it's not the case. Look at, um, not somebody who thankfully hasn't died, but, uh, look at Lex Luger who, mm-hmm. um, was, I mean, when he was, uh, when he was breaking in and in his early career, he like he, his, his gimmick, his character was the narcissist. He was like this huge, super muscled up dude, like this incredible physical specimen, Muscles just dripping off of him. And now, if you look at him, he's this frail old man who looks like, you know, he's in terrible shape. He he looks like you could knock him over with a feather. And that's that's another, you know, hazard of doing steroids like your body gets so used to it gets conditioned to getting blown up with with or, you know, using using these drugs and these uh, chemicals to keep itself in peak performance in, in, in peak condition that when you stop using them, the body doesn't know how to be normal anymore. And you just shrivel.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing too, is uh, society. It's all about youth and, and all that, but it's, it's, it's fleeting. Youth is very fleeting. And any professional athlete that I know of, um, even the cheaters, you have a very, very small window in your life when it's your quote-unquote prime. If you're lucky enough to be good enough or to just have the opportunity to get to a professional level as a player of any sport, you're looking at uh, maybe 10 to 20 years the most. And that de- that's depending on sport. Like if you're a left-handed pitcher, maybe you could get 20 years at the major league level. If you're an NFL player and you're a running back, if you have five years and you're talking like a guy that's from 22 years old to 27, by the time he's 27, 28, he's, he's considered washed up because of the wear and tear on his body. And that's for, for a guy that's legitimate, that's that not juicing or cheating or anything like that. Just to put that in perspective. So exactly, the American Ronald just gave a great point that if you do that too quick and unnaturally, it's, it's, you're going to pay for it in one way or the other.
0: Well, James, just to play devil's advocate, and again, I'm not advocating for doing any of this, but the reason why a lot of these guys do it is because they only have a small window of their prime earning years. You know, they they say, hey, I could just be natural and not do. I'm sure they don't put it that way, but, you know, I could I could not do steroids and I can be completely clean and I can have a, a decent career And, you know, let's look at baseball, say I can I can be, you know, towards the the upper part of the pack of home run hitters. I can hit, you know, 50 home runs or, you know, let's go back to because Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and, you know, they're prime examples of what we're talking about. Hockey, thankfully, uh, at least in, you know, our leagues, the, the leagues that we follow this hasn't been a big issue. That's why I'm not trying to make an example of hockey. But baseball is, is is a pretty, you know, famous example of this. So let's say, you know, Barry Bonds says, oh, I can hit 50 home runs and I can be, you know, right there near the top with everybody else. And I can make a decent living or I can take steroids. I can hit 70 home runs. Mm-hmm. I can be far and away the the home run leader. And, you know, clubs will be falling all over themselves to pay me money. And I only have X number of years in which to make that money. So I want to make as much money as I can and be the best possible player that I can while I can. So you can understand the temptation there.
1: Yeah. And to put it in our own perspective, nothing would make. The American Rhino and I happier than if we actually could make a living from podcasting or broadcasting or something like that. If if we had a chance to do that. Now, if there were a a magical cheating drug that I could take and would make me like the next Howard Stern or something, uh, not particularly Stern, but the success that he's had, I'd be tempted to take it. Um, yeah,
0: I'm I'm gonna be searching <laughs> the dark web for that performance enhancing microphone.
1: Exactly. Yeah, like if my microphone could make me sound like James Earl Jones or something.
0: This is hit the deck.
1: <laughs> yes. Or Morgan Freeman, you know. <laughs> Anyhow. James
0: wanted to have a special talent where he could podcast for a professional living. Sadly. James was no Morgan Freeman. No, not even
1: close. And I apologize for dragging down the American Rhino too, but that's just to give you an idea and an excellent example, because that's exactly what happened with Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and, and uh, Sammy Sosa was that Bonds couldn't take the fact that McGuire was hitting all those big home runs and he figured I could do that and, and better. And that's what happened. And they were great baseball players to begin with, but that's, that's the temptation. And that's, What's out there. And if you're a soccer player, that's a sport that, um at least in an international level, that by the time you're 18 years old, you're a pro. And it, so you're born playing soccer, so to speak, and you may be 10 to 12 year old and, I don't know, doing some sort of uh, anabolic steroid or, or uh, even with the over the counter stuff too, which is kind of scary, like uh, the supplements you can take, HGH and stuff. It's pretty pretty frightening that you could just go to a a, you don't even have to go to gmc anymore you could go to amazon you could go anywhere um or or a drugstore and and buy this stuff and take it you know but again it's not natural and your body's gonna react to it one way or the other and that's one of the things that mr tiger has has been combating and to test and, and pardon if this may sound silly or whatever the case is but one of the best ways to to make sure That a player or an athlete is clean is through urine tests because that's where your body is getting rid of all of the uh, negative stuff and expelling it and uh, you you can't lie through what's coming out of that part of your body another thing is through the blood system where they could take blood but they'd rather something that's not painful or or invasive but those two are, are, are the two best ways so far that they know of. And every year they have a group of scientists that get together all around the world, by the way, about 15 to 20 scientists and doctors that try and come up with ways to test athletes and, and make sure that they are clean. But the bottom line is too, as is, uh, Mr. Tigert said, um, and this is an indirect quote, but he's yet to find any doctor, reasonable or not, that would say it's okay to give a 10 to 12 year old anabolic steroids or, or peptides or whatever the case is because eventually you won't make a team if you're an 8-year-old soccer player unless you're using these drugs and uh that that that's that's the point where you could be that young and be exposed to this which is just I can't think of anything more immoral in terms of sports than that I mean how disgusting can that be let a child be a child have fun play little league baseball play deck hockey do whatever have fun you know <laughs> unplug don't have your nose in a in a Cell phone all day, and you know, just be active, and and but to to take it to that level that if you think you have a dream and and you have the talent to maybe become a major league baseball player or a professional ice hockey player or even an Olympic athlete, I have to use steroids to be the best or to make it. No, but parents, guardians, please just keep your eyes out for that. And one of the best ways you could do that is obviously let the pros take care of it. But if you're a concerned parent and you have any suspicion Cause you don't know these guys could be, or girls could be taking steroids and over a course of a few years and they're naturally growing anyway. So maybe you just think, oh, maybe it was a growth spurt or look how much better he got because uh, he was practicing, you know, just, just keep an eye on it and, and make it random too, because if there are ways to get around the testing, if you know that every three months you have to provide a test, you can get off the stuff and then it'll get out of your system and then when the test is done, you're clean, and then you go ahead and, and do it again. So Lance Armstrong was another example of that, which is really sad because the whole yellow band and what he did for cancer survivors was wonderful. Unfortunately, how he got to that fame was wrong. So, and he's admitted that too, and, and he, he's he's come out and apologized for that, but just something to be aware of and uh, make sure everybody's healthy and clean and legitimate, and you earn Everything that you get, because believe it or not, if you earn something, that's what it's all about and it's worth it.
0: Yeah. Hey, a little sidebar, an interesting little factoid that I will lay on you, James. So in most sports, I would say I don't know if this is how it's referred to inside but definitely uh, among you know fans and and the media in most sports when you talk about being on steroids one of the most uh, popular terms to use to describe that is juicing yes yes so in professional wrestling however uh juice is an inside term for blood when they are talking about steroids they refer to it as getting on the gas ah so that's uh you know that that's 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 just one tiny random little interesting nugget of information that you probably will have no use for in your life
1: but very good point because the american rhino is a proud papa so that's something else to keep in your in the back of your mind uh moms and dads and guardians out there is that uh listen for code words, such as putting on the gas and juicing or whatever the case is. So the bottom line is you have your child or children and you want them to grow up properly and be nice, strong, moral adults and uh, hopefully have a good society in the future. That's one way to do it. Just make sure that they're on the up and up. Everything's cool and honest. And if there's a red flag or something, you may suspect if the coach doesn't know it, maybe you do. Or, uh, and that counts for aunts and uncles and anybody else too. Just uh, just make sure that the kids are okay. That it, it's all right to be a youngster. It's great to have dreams and have goals. Just do it the right way. And uh, sometimes it doesn't work out. Again, life is not fair. I've learned that lesson way too many times. But you can still sleep at night knowing that okay, maybe you failed, but you gave it a good shot, and that's just the way it goes. So uh, it's much better to to do it legitimately and and come up short as opposed to taking a shortcut and getting something you don't earn. Because I do think that in the long run, all these people do get exposed and they're going to be a leper. Baseball has done a great job as an example of cleaning that stuff out. And I'm very happy that the Hall of Fame recognizes that too, where uh, certain cheating SOBs that just out and out lied won't be in the Hall of Fame because they don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Because then you're really spitting on the on the uh, the Hall of Fame itself and, and what men did to earn that honor. Uh, like, say, Willie Mays, for example, or, or Ty Cobb, you know, these guys that were the best of the best and progressed, but sacrificed everything, as opposed to some guy that just said, oh, I'm, I'm great, let me juice and be even greater and then be a flesh in the pan. So no shortcuts, do it legitimately. One of the great things about hockey, about teamwork and practicing and listening to your coaches and your parents and all that stuff, is that it teaches you to do things the right way. And the thing that was the biggest eye opener for this article was they said that on the so-called amateur level, and the American Rhino hit it right on the head there too. They they mentioned swimming, cycling, and track and field, uh, and there are uh, lower cost testings that they can do for the youngsters out there to make sure that everything is on the up and up. And it's you're really talking about health here above all, you know. Yeah. So just just everybody be safe out there and and um. Be aware of it.
0: And I mean, just to tie it into what we normally cover, like it's not just the kids that that should stay away from this. Like, honestly, your beer league is not worth wrecking your body. You know, I mean, with the James, you were kind of touching on this before with the ubiquity of uh, all of these things now, how readily available they can be and, and and you know, how uh, how few clicks that you probably need to 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 do in Google or whatever I I'm going to pretend I have a basic like fourth grade understanding of how the internet works here. Um <laughs> you know, I'm getting I don't even I got I got lost in the mire there. I I got I got murked down regardless. Um with how easy it is to find all this stuff on the internet or or wherever and get it to you, don't don't be tempted. Like I uh, will step down off of our soapbox now, but uh, just, you know, again, it, your, your league championship or whatever is, is not worth wrecking your health. So don't be tempted. Don't like uh, say no to the juice. Um, there's no hoping in doping. That's a good one.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: Nancy Reagan would be proud. She's smiling down from heaven.
0: Uh huh. Okay. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, well, speaking of uh, on another level of not doing something or not behaving like someone you shouldn't, what's a certain orange mental case been up to lately?
0: Oh ho 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 ho! ho. <laughs> James, I'm glad you asked because uh, to wrap up this podcast, you thought we forgot, but we didn't. We have for you fresh out of the oven a brand new edition of everybody's favorite recurring segment this week in gritty this week in gritty. and for this week and really almost this month, because we've been off for several weeks, but uh, for the, the holiday break uh, we've been off gritty. Hasn't so um, strap in there. There's a few things that I need to get off my chest. <laughs> not like this jersey that i'm wearing this this is link from the legend of zelda jersey i like that i don't want to get that off my chest i do want to hip you to uh some of gritty's hijinks in the last month or so so um we go back to december 12th thereabouts and uh the You know, so we are we are firmly ensconced in the Christmas season at this point, And I, I think you'll find most of these or many of these are Christmas themed because, you know, what else would you expect from Gritty than to ruin Christmas? He is the modern day Grinch. So a truly terrifying thing, a Gritmas tree and it it's Gritty or at least a facsimile of Gritty. It's tough to tell. It's it's definitely Gritty's face, but it's covered in orange tinsel and green branches or oh. or it it could just be a actual tree and like a, a, a you know a tree of some sort that's covered in orange tinsel and has giant googly gritty eyes and a terrifying mouth stuck on it <laughs> i'm not actually sure what it is but i don't want it anywhere near my living room no so uh <laughs> even gritty acknowledges how horrifying this is because on twitter he captioned this picture with not even santa is leaving Prezzis under this tree please try again oh good <laughs> and and then the follow-up to that was the nightmare before gritmas in real life well, i was gonna say hopefully that was a christmas
1: miracle but i guess uh, mm-hmm. you answered that question
0: yeah then then we uh Then we take a a small break from the holiday season, and um, I guess this is a thing now in Philadelphia. Gritty has incorporated cake into his terror routine. Now, I know what you're thinking. What could possibly be terrifying about cake? Well, I will refer you to this incident on the 17th of December where this guy has to be a plant. Because I have to say, I don't think even Gritty would subject a real fan to this, but you never know. Anyway, we're at the Wells Fargo Center. We're not, you and I, but Gritty was. And so I assume during a, a stoppage or an intermission, he appears to be playing duck duck goose amongst fans in the crowd. And so he he ducks several fans. And then he gets to the end of the row, and he gooses this guy, and by that I mean he hits him on the head and runs away. I don't mean he cops a feel, but uh, but the guy in the <laughs> Thank seat. Thank you for explaining that because it is yeah, really... good. I did I, I did I didn't want to cast undue aspersions. So the the guy is wearing a a Top Gun shirt that says goose on it. So that that's part of why I think he's a plant. But nevertheless, Gritty gritty gooses him and runs away and the guy gets up and runs after him to be almost immediately greeted by Gritty turning around and throwing a sheet cake into his face Ooh, yes my daughter thought that video was very funny oh no but uh yes so gritty's on a bit of a cake tear now so just be warned we we fast forward to to the christmas eve eve december 23rd a a day that i will long remember for uh the effort that I put in on that day to put together the hit the deck Christmas special, but that's neither here nor there. This is, Oh, Oh, wait, I, I've, I've clicked on the video. I didn't, I didn't realize that was going to play audio, but here we are. So what you're, uh, what, what you're not seeing in line with the, all I want for Christmas is you in the background is a gritty dressed like Santa Claus out on the ice with uh, a kick line of women who are dressed in like red Santa esque dresses and, and, and they're doing this choreographed dance routine to, uh, to entertain the crowd, I guess it's, it's not terrifying. It's, I mean, Gritty's in the middle of it dressed as Santa Claus. So it's a little disturbing, but it's actually like a legitimate entertainment Thing. So there's that. But don't worry. Gritty redeemed himself <laughs> on this same day. And uh, I, I I hope this is a plant. I really genuinely do. Oh, just as an aside, Gritty is is wearing a giant Santa hat over his helmet and and his orange beard is replaced with a white beard. So, uh, you know, it's Gritty. But no, no idea what color his belly button is on this particular day because it's covered up. So um, I have to assume that this is the kind of intermission shenanigans that many teams get up to where they bring fans out to do some silly thing. I don't know. Like I said, I I really hope this was another plant, but I don't know. It looks to me that the premise of this particular intermission bit is. Is that somebody is blindfolded and trying to unwrap a present. So this person who's in the middle of his unwrapping is wearing a ranger's t-shirt. Seemingly unbeknownst to him, while he is unwrapping this gift blindfolded, Gritty comes up to him and throws a sheet cake into his face. Oh gosh. And so he the 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 guy, the victim in this case. Drops the gift and pulls the blindfold off his face while uh, trying to wipe the cake off of his face, wherein he is immediately greeted with another sheet cake to the face. Oh my gosh! Merry Gritmas, New York City is the caption on this video. So yeah. uh, that that is that is the gift. Uh, the the gifts that that Santa Gritty delivered to this uh, alleged ranger fan.
1: Yeah, not only that, um, besides the head trauma and, and whatever else damage he can cause by doing such stupid stuff, it's a big waste of food, too, you dumb orange
0: goofball. That's true. Three sheet cakes wasted in, in the course of, of two games. Oh. At least. Oh, but we're not done, James. We're not there's done. More? Oh, there's always more with Gritty. You know that. So on this Christmas Eve, December 24th, Gritty sat down, I guess bedded down ish. Kind of. He, he, uh, he, 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 he got to have a, a cute little bedtime story from Santa Claus. Santa Gritty got, got a bedtime story from Santa Claus. Twas the night before Gritmas. <sighs> and, uh, I will say a few things about this, this video. The story was read by Santa. So, you know, we know Gritty doesn't speak, but, uh, the spoiler, I will give you the just punchline, I guess, of this whole thing. Santa in this story, in this tale, this Chris, this Yuletide tale of Gritty, Santa approaches Gritty and asks him to deliver the gifts for Christmas. So... Gritty goes to the first house and he uh, he can't get in doors locked, goes around back, can't get in the back, thinks about climbing up on the roof and going down the chimney, but says to himself, no, you know what? I'm just going to keep all the presents for myself. Huh. So uh, it ends with Merry Gritmas to me and do all a good night. So, uh, you know, if Santa's ever in a pinch, find a different elf is, is my advice. I will say the flyers went in hard on this Santa Gritty thing because just in this video, there were a whole bunch of Santa Gritty plushes that I assume were available for sale and may still be, and also what appeared to be a Santa Gritty bobblehead atop a house. What? Yep. Merry Gritmas, James. Merry
1: Gritmas, American
0: Rhino. Indeed. And we end his terrifying reign of terror on, on New Year's Eve. He ended... Fortunately, he doesn't seem to have gotten up to very much yet in 2020. But oh, there's so much year left. I'm I'm yeah. sure I'm sure that 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 he will he will get to it. And when he does, we'll bring it to you. But to celebrate to ring in the new year on New Year's Eve. Okay, so this is going to take some setup. Um, I don't know much about pop culture. Uh, I I, I don't keep abreast of of modern trends especially modern musicians just because such things don't typically interest me but uh i understand that there is a a popular artist now named lizzo Uh, she seems to be a large african-american woman and um based on my research of late it seems that she's taken to posting i'm gonna say tasteful nude photos Uh, Like, it, it looks like she's nude, but you can't really see anything if if that like those Sports Illustrated body issue covers, something like that. So I guess there's one picture in particular where she's photographed in profile where um. Uh, Her 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 legs are are kind of wide in a diamond shape and her arms are down and she's leaning forward. So nothing is visible. But but she's, you know, not clearly not clothed. James, I'll give you one guess as to how Gritty decided to ring in the new year. Oh, God. (laughs) And I will I will give you a hint for that guess. Um, Hashtag Grizzo. (laughs) No, thank
1: you. Thanks for the heads up.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Spoiler. Gritty decided to recreate the photo. Oh. So he is nude except for his helmet. boots, his oh. skates or whatever, shoes and, and helmet. Yes. Cool. So uh, not the happy first new time. year. Happy new year, Internet. You're right. Not the first time. That's it's it's not the first time this year we've seen Gritty naked. That's uh, and in fact, He he captioned this particular photo, ending 2019 the same way I started it, 100 percent that grit. Oh boy, hashtag Grizzo. So uh, (laughs) you're welcome. Hit the deck. (laughs) (laughs) And James, I can confidently say that has been this week in gritty. This week (laughs) In in gritty. And that, I think, beyond a shadow of a doubt, is going to do it for this episode of Hit the Deck. We have nowhere to go from here. <laughs> Don't listen at night because you'll have nightmares. I'm, I'm just going to press the button now. Last minute remaining in the podcast. And dear listener, we are going to say goodbye to you now, but not without our normal amount of thankage. So, thank you. Our 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 standard gratitude here at the end of the podcast. Thank you for sticking through us. Uh, sticking through us. No, don't stick us through. We're. I I know. I know you just had to sit through that whole gritty segment, but surely we're not that bad. Thank you for sticking with us through another episode of Hit the Deck and through another year of Hit the Deck. We appreciate it. To everybody who watched our Christmas special, we especially appreciate your patronage and uh you know we hope you will continue to appreciate hit the deck in 2020 and beyond thank you to bro anthony sejazi for music uh thank you i guess to gritty for the content but this week it's really tenuous thank you dear listener for all of your contributions to this podcast if you would like to continue to contribute we would encourage you to contact us at hit at gmail.com we can be spoken to and gotten on twitter at hit the deck pod we are at hit the deck on facebook and instagram and we would encourage you always to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any episode that we drop you 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 can always get us right there right right when it counts or i don't know i've lost the thread i'm i'm so tired james I'm, I'm i'm done i'm just done anyway uh so subscribe to us on whatever your podcasting platform of choice is please and uh, on youtube as well because you know you never know when we're going to drop something like the christmas special and you don't want to miss it so all that being said james is there anything that you would care to add here at the end yes thank you sir cool Looking for
1: places to play deck? Please check out the Columbus Deck Hockey Association, the Charlotte Street Hockey League, the Raleigh Street Hockey League, the VAR Hockey League, the DCSH and DCHL, and Deck Superstars. And please donate to LaGrange Hockey and follow M. Power Play. And thanks for listening,
0: and Happy New Year. Thank you, James. Same to you. Same to you, fella. And to you, dear listener, we would offer... The following resolution for your consideration and that is namely that whether you are overcoming adversity or overcoming temptation whether you are receiving a cake at high speed or swiftly losing your appetite regardless of what you find yourself doing we would always encourage you to remember it's deck hockey don't be that guy thanks everybody but anyway
1: um really astounding (laughs) I don't know if you heard that the
0: siren going by. <laughs> they found you, James. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I love Team USA. Get out I'm... of the basement. <laughs> I mean it. Yes, I am. I'm hiding in my parents' basement, as a matter of fact. Should have shut the lights off, I guess. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, rookie mistake, James. <laughs> How are you supposed to get away with your many, many crimes if you can't even remember to shut the lights off? Oh, boy. <laughs>